It is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, and welcome to the Inside Source podcast here at home of Abilene Christian University. I'm Jalen Garrett, alongside Hudden Harris, our ACTV director, and Connor Mullins. How are we doing? I'm doing great, Jalen. How are you doing? Connor, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Game five tonight for the Mavericks, hoping for a win in Phoenix, but... Yeah, it'll be a fun one. Yeah, we could see the Mavericks going to the finals all the way, all the way, all the way. Uh, we got some NBA playoffs to talk about today. We got Mavericks, Suns, Heat, Philly. We also have Boston and Milwaukee. And then we also have Golden State and Memphis. We're going to break down all of those uh, current series right now. And first, I'd like to get started on uh, y'all's favorite team, the NBA champions, uh, Dallas Mavericks, tying up the series against phoenix um so let's let's go man so connor and i are obviously mffl's big Mavs fans here um i'll be honest i was excited we had a last podcast connor and i did was during the utah series and i was just excited that we made that a series because with luca out that was really difficult for the mavs to even make that a series and then they found ways to win the series right which in the progression of the mavericks if you've watched mavericks like i have for and connor too probably for you know, 20-something years, um, their franchise builds over five, six, seven, eight years, just like the Dirk Mavericks did. And so same thing happened is that you have all kinds of exciting, you know, times in the regular season, but the playoffs, you just build and you build and you build. And so this year, obviously, we want to win a series. And so that they accomplished that. Now against the Suns, my goal was just to win a couple of games, and they've done that. And so, Connor, I don't know about you watching it, you know, uh, as a Mavs fan, but for me, I've just been impressed with the way that the Mavericks took a punch in the first two games and then figured out how to kind of take a timeout and figure out how to uh, play better defense and, and use the tools that they have to come back and win the next two games. Yeah, I mean, the last game, game four, was so much fun. Dorian Finney-Smith, again, 24 points, was huge. Eight threes in a row. He went lights out. Luka didn't even play very well Yeah, he, he gave four. He, he was, was nine he was, for 25. He was not good from three-point land. And uh, if I were his assistant or coach or whatever, which I'm not, I would say, man, you can get in the paint anytime you want. Oh, yeah. He was one, he was one for ten Please stop three. shooting threes. Like, one for ten. Uh, you could just tell he wanted that dagger in the fourth quarter every time. for the, And I, who wouldn't? I'd want exactly. that too. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I think their weakness is his, in his mind, sometimes strength to where he gets the ball with ten seconds left at the top of the key, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits, and then he does a step back three. And when it goes in, everyone's like, that's a top five player in the world. And then when it doesn't, it just clanks off, and then you've wasted 24 seconds, and that's fine. But it's also like you're going to live and die with Luca's choices. Yeah. Uh, um, Jalen, I mean, you're not a Mavs fan. What, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you thinking about this series? Yes. Although I'm not a Mavs fan, I'm an All NBA fan, so I love okay. a lot of teams and a lot of players. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought they weren't going to make this competitive, but I think they have. Um, you, if you see how they crawled back against Utah. And especially with Luca being out the first three three games and a lot of those other players being able to step up. Um, Jalen Brunson has been somewhat quiet this series, but Jason Kidd even said it in uh, the post-game conference saying that Luca needs help. And, uh, and he also, also has to play defense. Right, too. And also, Luca also needs to involve the other players because it's like you can't, 
carry this team by yourself. And so it's been great to see the Mavs be competitive. Um, it's I didn't think y'all were going to make it competitive, but y'all have. Future NBA champions, I'm calling it. <laughs> well, whoa there. Uh, I would just say. You got to have faith again, like Joseph Chopka. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, he has what's called blind optimism um, <laughs> about every team. So what I would say about the Mavericks, again, is I'm impressed with the way that they have adjusted. I'm I'm also, um, if, I was a, if I was a Suns fan, I'd be a little worried just about, okay, we have this juggernaut of a team who kind of thinks that they're a dynasty <laughs> and they've yeah. really not done much except for, uh, I was listening to you know a couple of people yesterday say, the only thing they've really done is gone from the worst team in the league to the best team in the league record-wise, which is an accomplishment. But Chris Paul, I mean, you're gonna hear this if they lose, he's 37, he's blown a ton of 2-0 leads. Lost on his birthday, right? But he's. Last but yeah. if they win, yeah. you're gonna say you're gonna hear, man, this guy's amazing. He is a top twenty player of all time. This guy's incredible, you know. So it really is just if you win, they're gonna praise you. If you lose, they're you're gonna not, forget you're, about you're, you. You're not good, you know. And so um, the Suns have more talent, I think, across the board. But the Mavs have the best player, and so that's that's really where it comes. Connor, what do you think about the, out, the outcome of the series here? Well, when Lucas scores thirty plus, they're zero and two. And when he doesn't score 30-plus, they're 2-0. So it's just a matter of can they get that second score going like they did with Dorian Finney-Smith in Game 4. And uh, Jalen Brunson played a lot better in Game 4 as well. He didn't shoot the ball very well, but he was still plus 16 in the box. Had 18 points at the end of that one. So it's just a matter of can Jalen Brunson show up? Can Spencer Denwoody actually show up too? Because he didn't play very well in Game 4. He had 3 for 10 for the field. If you can get the other guys going, like Bertans was fantastic in Game 4 for that couple-minute stretch. He had 12 points, four three-pointers. It's just a matter of can you get those other guys on offense working with Luka because it can't just be Luka. We saw him at the end really wanting to get that dagger like you had mentioned, and that's when we started to you know let them back in a little bit in that fourth quarter, and it was stressing me out a little bit watching that game. I was like, Luka, you got to pass the ball. So it's a matter of can you get those other role players going for the Mavericks, which they do have. And the Suns across the board, they're fantastic. So it's going to be a matter of matchup-wise. Can you you know, take advantage of some of those matchups you do have with those Suns? I think the X factor here tonight, and really the next two games, if there are two games in Phoenix, is, um, is foul trouble for Luka. Because, again, they have the best player in Luka, but you can see what foul trouble does to teams. And the Mavs just, they can't win against a Suns team. They could do it against Utah. But they, they're not going to be able to win against a, without a, a, a Luka-less team. They're just not going to be able to do it. So if he picks up three quick fa- three quick fouls into the second quarter, I think I don't think the Mavs have a chance. That's what we saw the kryptonite of the Suns was, is that they were turning the ball over, and they Chris Paul got in foul trouble. Again, that's really the name of the game in playoff basketball, is if you can get their guy in foul trouble, you know that um, – the Suns are going to get their scorers going. You know that some of the Mavs are going to come off the bench, and but it really is small things like foul trouble. So that's what I'm looking for tonight. My prediction, personally, would be that, that it's going to be the Suns and the Seven. Um, I, I think that I think form will hold. I think Phoenix wins tonight. I think the Mavs win uh, Game Six, and I think Phoenix wins Game Seven. Connor, what do you think? I originally said Mavs and Seven, and I want to stick to that for now. I think yeah, stick it's to possible. It. Stick to it. That we win tonight in Phoenix. We're going to have to win in Phoenix at some point to win this series. I think we win game six. I don't think we'll lose in the AAC in this series because it's going to be too loud. Correct. 
And so it, it, it's a lot of fun when we do play teams in the AAC because it's just so loud and people can't handle that kind of pressure. So I think tonight, if we lose tonight, get back to AAC, I think we'll split those. Game seven, I think we have a chance to win. I think Luca shows up and has another 40-point game, which he's had six already in his career, which is more than a ton of legends like – Think like Waltz. I oh, mean, yeah. a ton of guys. I mean, so he's already hope, up there in the record books. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I would love nothing more to be wrong. I'll just say this: Don't let the Mavs win tonight, because I think if the Mavs win tonight, I think they're going to the finals. And really? I, I really do believe that they're they're better. I think that they're better um, than than the Warriors. I think they're better than the Grizzlies. Interesting. At the at their height, like in other words, yeah. if they can beat the Suns. Why, why am I afraid of the Warriors or the the Grizzlies? I, I, I <laughs> give, give me a reason. I'm not sure why I would be afraid of them. And, and, and I'm not I'm saying they're not good teams. I'm just saying the Mavs win tonight. I think they win the series. I think they win it in six. But I don't think they're going to win tonight. So, Jalen, you're in charge. I just wanted to say that. I'm gonna stick with my prediction. Suns in six. I think I think Devin Booker will come clutch tonight. And then I think. Your man, Chris Paul, your favorite player in the league, Chris Paul. No, I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like him either. I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't really like anything about Some him. Some people so. were saying, like, it's his best series yet, best no, like, time of his not. career's peaked. It's not even no. close to his. He's had way he's, better series than his Phoenix. We talked about Matthew Stafford earlier in the year. He is a Matthew Stafford version of the NBA to me where he's yeah, like, that's a good everyone's agree. just trying to figure out a way to get this guy in the Hall of Fame. Or they're like, okay, great. He's going to win. That's great. He is awesome. But – just the way that he and James, we'll talk about James Harden in a minute, but he and James Harden and, you know, even Luca, like, come on, guys, just the basket's right in front of you. Why are you, why are you leaning left, <laughs> yes. you know, to, to try to get fouled? Like, give me a break, man. So Yes, yes, yes. So we will definitely see how this Mavs Sun series will go. And we're going to switch to the next uh, Western Conference series, which is Warriors and Grizzlies. Um, Warriors have taken a 3-1 lead. Uh, John Morant getting injured in game uh, game three, excuse me, and he didn't play game four. And Grizzlies almost won. It was very, very close. And so, Connor, I'll start with you. Um, where do you see this series going, and uh, how important how important is it for John Morant to be back for this Grizzlies team for them to come back in this series? Yeah, it's going to be tough for Memphis to come back because, you know, in that last game, uh, I think it was on Saturday, they kind of got blown out. Warriors were shooting the ball lights out that game, and so it's really tough for Memphis to come back. I mean, it's tied, I believe, 2-2 right now. Jaw's going to hopefully come back. We'll see. Oh, wait, sorry. Golden State's up 3-1. I lied. Uh, <laughs> um, so that one. Yeah, don't lie. Yeah, right. So that one I think it's going to end in 6 or for in five for the Warriors, I think in that one it's just gonna be too tough for the Grizzlies to come back. Yes, they play well without Jaw. They've done that all season. I think they were twenty and five without Jaw yeah. this season, and so yes, they can do it. But now they just ha- this is this time when you need your star to come in clutch, and they don't have him. And so it's gonna be tough for the Grizzlies to really come back in this series. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just watching that game last night, it was close. Obviously, they only won by three, but the difference to me was just like when Luca's not in the game, the fourth quarter, it. it they yeah. the, the Warriors figured it out. They they outscored them thirty nine to twenty nine, because the the really the Grizzlies had no answer offensively, and neither team really shot the ball very well. I mean, uh, maybe thirty percent from three point land, you know, which is whatever. Not not great for the Warriors, obviously. I just think this series is a wash and it's it's kind of over. I, I think that it's 
the Warriors are a better team. They just are. Even with Ja, I think they're a better team. I think that uh, you could, if I had money to put down on the Western Conference Finals uh, next year and the year after, I'd say Mavericks and Grizzlies are right there. Um, I'd say the Suns are right there. But I think the, the, what I'm saying is, is I think the Grizzlies are one year away. And, and yeah. w- whether Ja was playing or not. And Dylan Brooks doesn't play very well either this entire series. I mean, he's missed 35 of his last 48 threes in the playoffs. He's three for 17 from the three in this series. So it's guys like him who have to step up for Ja in this time where you're down 3-1 to really come back. He was two for nine last night from three-point. Didn't he get suspended or something last, like two games ago, three games ago? Yeah, for that uh, that foul that he had on Gary Payton Jr. Draymond Green Draymond Green. No, no, I'm saying it was like the Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, yeah, yeah, it's players like that. You know, Mavericks have those role players that really step up. It's guys like him that got to step up from the Grizzlies. Yeah, and uh, I think when you, like you just said, Connor, when you look at this Warriors Warriors team, they have – players who can step up other than Steph. Steph dropped 32, but he was 4 for 14 from 3. And so we know when he's inefficient from 3, it can be a struggle for Golden State. And then same with uh, Clay Thompson. He shot 6 of 20. And we've seen him in the past who's been able to come in up clutch as well. And so let's see if the Warriors can close out this series in 5 We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference series as well. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to the Inside Source podcast, talking about the NBA playoffs. And now we're going to switch to our Eastern Conference series, which I'm loving. These are some of my favorite series that I've probably watched in a long time. First, we're going to talk about Miami and Philly. Uh, shout out to our man Avery, who grad- recently just graduated. We know he's here in spirit. A true American sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, now, the series is tied 2-2, and Philly has come back in this series with Joel Embiid returning from that uh, orbital injury that he's had. Hudden, I'll start with you. Um, where do you see this series going, and what have you what have you seen from Philly lately? Now that Joel Embiid is back in, now that James Harden has improved this series yeah, as well. Yeah, I was I was interested in this series just from the perspective of are we going to see thirty plus year old James Harden, you know, who's gaining weight every year and and <laughs> looking like he's out of shape, or are we going to see you know? Uh, P. Carden. I, I I just don't. I that's that's the key. That's the factor to me is, are when they you know when they made that trade a few months ago, that was really the question was, oh man, if you're putting Embiid with Harden, P. Carden, they're in the, to me they they would be the the odds-on favorites to challenge the Bucks to go to the finals, and that's really where they're at. Is they were down 2-0, Embiid broke his face. You know, her, he was he was out for a while. He's he wasn't the MVP this year, but a lot of people thought he was the MVP. Um, with his with his return and their play, there's no reason in my mind that this should not be a seven-game series, and I truly believe that the 76ers will win um, just because I think they have the – again, they have the two best players in the series. And um, I, I, I like Miami. I think Miami has always flirted with – uh, greatness obviously 06 they won 2011 they choked go Mavs right <laughs> uh they played in the bubble against you know against LeBron and uh, and AD and, and they lost it, it was it was it was a it was a fake title anyway 
but but bottom line is is the Heat know how to win. Eric Spolster is a great coach. Okay, um, they have uh, they have Tyler Hero who. You know, ACU shut down in their 14s, 14 minutes <laughs> <laughs> of uh, NCAA tournament game. Now he's probably scored 30 on us or something. But probably. <laughs> um, so Tyler Hero, obviously Kyle Lowry is a, is a huge part in this series. But if you're just asking me quickly, I think that this this goes seven, and I think these are two really good teams. I don't think that either one of these teams could is going to win the title. I think that if you had if you put a gun to my head and said who is who has more likely to win the title potential, I think the 76ers have more potential. So that's what I'll say. That's fair. I really like the depth on the Heat though with those guys you just mentioned with Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, love Jimmy Duncan Butler, Robinson. Duncan Robinson who hasn't really played. Guy. I know but I love him. He's awesome. Uh, but I mean they they have so much depth on their team that I think you know if a guy like Duncan Robinson was playing it'd probably be a 3-1 series right now. If you're being completely honest, he's a sniper. But, I mean, he's awesome. The Heat have been really good. They have a lot, so much depth, but the Sixers really came back, fought back. Credit to Doc Rivers and that staff to get them back in this series 2-2. I mean, Joel Embiid this playoffs, I mean, he's, he tore his thumb, had a fractured face, averaging 25 points a game, 11 rebounds, 51.2% from the field. He leads his playoffs with seven double-doubles despite missing two games. I mean, he's been fantastic, and he's constantly double-teamed as well. He's he a had freak. a really good game. I mean, he's another MVP-type candidate. Like Joe Kitchat, the Nuggets. So, I mean, for Embiid, he's had a fantastic comeback in this playoffs. And I think it's his presence in the paint that's going to win the Sixers this series against the Heat because you got a guy like Bam Adebayo for the Heat who was really dominating those first two games, and now Embiid's back, and it's going to be tougher than to really control themselves. But credit to Bam Adebayo. He's got 21 in that last game. Yeah, I think when you look at both of these teams, um, they're well evenly matched. Um, I think they both have two all-star level players who know their roles jimmy buckets who dropped 40 and he's solid he's solid. game four oh you yeah. already know he's, what you're gonna he, get from him. yeah Bucket. my concern 13 to 20 from the field dude exactly my concern with the heat has always just been kyle lowry yep is will he be consistent will he come through will he be really another score for that team because really they don't really have another consistent score other than Maybe Tyler Hero, maybe Tyler Hero, but he's a sixth man, so he's not really in their starting lineup. And we already know what Bam Adebayo is going to do, provide that defensive um, presence. And for Philly, I think with a young guy like Tyrese Maxey, who has proven that he can play, especially in these playoffs, and they have that third option. And that is what is leaning me to towards Philly for this series. <laughs> Is that Tyrese Maxey? He's there. He can get you twenty plus. He's a beast. He's, exactly. He can get you forty if he wants to. Um, and so that's why I'm leaning towards Philly during this series, especially with Joel being back. I think that will take some pressure off of James Harden and Tyrese. And just like you said, Hudden, are we going to see beer belly uh, James Harden? Or are we going to see 2018? He is the X factor in my opinion. I, he, I would agree. He, he when he plays well, they win. Yeah, he's a head case, and he's he's a strange a strange basketball player. We'll look back and we're like, wait, how did that guy? How was that guy the MVP? You know, because he was he was amazing for yes. a four year stretch. But it's just a matter of is he declining or is he still somewhere up there? It's the same thing with Steph. It's like, are you declining? Or are you now? Are you saying where you were for the last five years? So yeah, and so this will be an interesting series as well. Uh, this is probably my favorite series just because of how evenly 
uh, matched up these teams are, but I'm gonna stick with Philly for this series. In what? In seven. I think it was a seven. See, yeah, I'm gonna say seven. I think this is an automatic seven. This game. is an yeah. automatic I, I seven. And then I think this next series in the East, Bucks and Celtics will also go to seven. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna win that one. Yeah, me too. That yeah. that series is. I feel like this is a finals straight. I agree. Team. Whoever, I, win, whoever wins this series is going to the finals, in my opinion. I agree. And just looking at this matchup, this is probably the great, the best matchup in this entire playoffs. Celtics, who have been dominant this playoffs. Same with Bucks, they were dominant against Philly. I mean, excuse me, against Chicago. Go Chicago Bulls. Joseph owes me. No, jo- <laughs> I owe Joseph twenty dollars because <laughs> I said they were going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I did that off of emotion, um, of course. And then Boston, who we saw obliterate Brooklyn, and so Hudden, I'll start with you. What is what are the X factors for each of these teams in order to for them to succeed? Well, the Bucks are the champs, so yes. there's there that's number one. They they know how to win. Uh, you know, their supporting cast is solid. You know, Chris Middleton, obviously, they I, they have the free. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Goat. Uh, it's almost impossible to stop Giannis when he wants to go to the basket. Um, uh, you know, again, one of the biggest blunders in NBA history was someone not taking him, you know, in the first round, right? I mean, just crazy. Uh, but I think the bottom line for me is that is the way that the Celtics play defense, they they torture the other team. <laughs> yes. Like, they basically say, oh, here's your kind of like Bill Belichick does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's your best player? Okay, we're going to make the other guy beat us, and we're going to beat you up. Like we were talking about la- the, before the, we, we pressed record here was, you know, Giannis going to the free throw line. The reason he's missing those free throws is because he's tired. You know, it's because yeah. he's, he's thinking about it. And the reason he's tired is because they're beating the crap out of him. You know, and that's how you beat – good teams that's how luke is going to lose that's how jordan lost that's how, you know i mean like that's how b- back in the early 80s or late 80s when jordan couldn't get over the hump that's w- when they lost is because teams the, like the pistons just beat him up mm-hmm. and so to me i don't think it's so much about the celtics offense and you know tatum and brown and all those guys like i do think it's about their defense and how do you neutralize the bucks and so my prediction would be I still am going to lean Bucks in seven because I do think they're the champs, and I'm going to give them the you know the extra nod there. But um, I think it's like you said, it's man, it's going to be a great series. Yeah, I mean, you can't let Giannis take 32 shots. That's a lot for me. I mean, he's missed 36 free throws this playoffs, and just in this series, and the Celtics combined missed 31. He's shooting 15 of 49 when guarded by Al Horford this series, who's been fantastic the past couple games. And he's thirty, and Giannis is thirty-five and sixty-five when guarded by any other Celtic. So that's fifty-four percent when any other Celtic guards him. Thirty point six when Al is on him. So keep Horford on him, and you just let him go to work against Giannis, and he'll be fine. I mean, he had thirty points in that last game. He was fantastic, eleven for fourteen from the field. This is a really fun series in two teams that have a lot of depth on both sides that really know how to test each other, and it's just gonna be fun down the stretch in this one. Get Bobby Portis on the floor more for the Bucks. I love that man. Uh, but anyway, this is going to be a really fun series down the stretch. Giannis, I think, like you mentioned, they're just going to continue to beat him up, especially in the paint. He's got to make some free throws. I think if it comes down to free throws, the Celtics come away with the series win. Well, that that's why they won the finals last year is because yeah. he he tackled that. He 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 you know he embraced that. Right. And he he made a ton of free throws, and 
that's what he has to do. If he wants to win three or four or five championships, that's what he has to do. So, Jalen, what do you think in this series? Who's who's going to take it and how many games? I'm going to go Boston in seven. Okay. I'm, I've been really impressed with Boston. Really kind of the second half of the regular season, they went they went literally went from like being an eighth or a ninth seed possibly to the second seed and having your best defensive player in the league being the best defensive team and also them getting back Al Horford with Robert Williams being a gone that was a great pickup again to provide for that big man defensive presence and i think for them it's just going to be how does how does the bucks stop Tatum and Brown yeah. because they can both drop 30 easily yeah. easily and and defense defense does win championships i mean that's really what it boils down to in bo- on both sides of the bracket here is yeah. yes we all know everyone loves to shoot threes but the reason the mavs are tied 2 tier right now is because they figured out how to defend chris paul and defend the suns the same thing again the same thing over here is that they the celtics are awesome on just just like i said just torturing the other team and defensively Yes, and so I have Boston in seven. All of these playoff series are great to watch. It's always a great time for NBA playoff basketball. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and thank you all for tuning in to the Inside Source podcast, and we will see you next time. Go Mavs. (laughs) Go Mavs.